Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. And I'm Leech. Hey, how's it going, Leech? It's going pretty well. It's Friday right now. I'm I'm super pumped for this weekend. All this festive stuff going on and just talking about She-Hulk and wrapping it up. I'm I'm ready. You know, the last time you were on, it was so funny. And you brought this up too when I tapped you this Tuesday to to join me this week for the <laughs> She-Hulk wrap-up, where we talked about how we weren't gonna go as long as we did last time to have your guest <laughs> appearance back on the podcast. I felt like the only way to circumvent that and stick to you coming back for Secret Invasion was you're not a guest this week, you're a co-host this week. <laughs> I mean, I walked into it fair and square. <laughs> like, this is this is what I get. This, we fully commit to our jokes, and so this is where we're at right now. This is great. <laughs> I'm a 31-year commitment so far. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I'm super excited uh, that you're getting to come back because this, I think, marks the first time that a guest has come back within a season. So we've already had you on for an episode with The Retreat, and it's really cool that we get to follow up on some of your thoughts and, and con- not concerns, but thoughts and ideas you had from that episode onward. Yeah, it's kind of weird to come back from the episode we we're talking about. It. It's a little like there's a lot going on. And there's like some confusion elements to it. And now we're coming in with like the resolution and whatnot. And so, yeah, I have a very rare opportunity here. This is great. Awesome. Well, of course, if you downloaded this episode, then you know we're going to be talking about She-Hulk in its entirety. Normally, we do have free spoiler thoughts, but obviously this is the wrap up. So the only way we can do this is to jump straight into the spoiler zone. So you're going to hear an audio cue, which is going to be the warning that it's fair game for all spoilers in the MCU. We'll see you on the other side. And we're back. So when it comes to the wrap ups, the best way to really handle this is to start with the positives. So Leech, what did you like about She-Hulk overall? I really like how... The entire cast, and I know this is weird, like we're talking about cast, like we can talk about story, we can talk about, you know, cameos and whatnot, like the cast worked so well, like they all went to summer camp together. And they were just BFFs after that, like everyone meshed, like they've been working together for years. And I've not encountered like 80% of the cast before. And I watch way too much media. (laughs) And so (laughs) just that was kind of wild. You know, it was very um, surprising, honestly, because I felt like, you know, the show was kind of like out there, like, you know, She-Hulk, who's heard of that? You know, we're not even talking about, you know, the Avengers anymore. Like, who are we talking about? And then we pull out all these um, incredible actors and actresses or actors in general, I think is the proper term now. Um, But yeah, I was I was shocked. That just stuck out to me. That was the first thing I wrote down uh, when going over this prompt, for sure. Yeah, I, I had that to undermine is the cast, but I don't think I put together what you just illustrated in that not only is it an impressive cast, but the way they all pretty much gelled together uh, in, and I'm on that same camp as you, maybe not watching as much, uh, infamously not watching a lot <laughs> of shows, but I haven't really seen most of these actors anything else, but they felt like they've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And as much as She-Hulk was this sitcom feel they really needed those relationships to feel authentic. And they did like Nikki and pug got what two major episodes together. Mm -hmm. Like they were in it, but there was only really two episodes where you saw them working together and they nailed it. Like, I think they were some of the highlights of the season with very little screen time together. I'm, I was just thinking like, what would be their overall screen time? Like less than 10 minutes. Like they were barely there, but it was like highly effective use of their, their scenes. It was, it was great. And then that brings me up to another point, like the demonstration of time passing throughout the whole series, like the whole uh, season, it was very well illustrated. Um, I'm not going to name drop right now, but I just watched a really horrible movie on Netflix. And their, their biggest complaint was like, it spanned three months or something. And it looked like it spanned two days and it was incredibly confusing and turns out at the end like it was a big deal the time mattered and so like it really stuck out to me in she-hulk that they illustrated it beautifully 
the passage of time, not only from like, you know, episode one, when we're on the island, you know, we had that, um, the dating sequence with uh, Josh, that was just gorgeous. Yeah. The transitions that were happening there, just, they stuck out. And I understood that we were going over a decent span of time, which also means Hulk was gone for quite a while, but I digress. Listen, I mean, he's got a lot of years to catch up with this <laughs> newborn, not even... Time works differently on Sakar, so I don't know what to call Scar, but he's- I, no idea. <laughs> he's playing a, playing a lot of catch up, I'd imagine. Right. But no, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, obviously, we got to talk about the dating scene with Josh. Uh, despite the, the rug that gets ripped out from under us, it was a great passage of time in two, three minutes. Another example is episode two, whenever Jen is looking for another job. You see the various different interviews that she's going on, and they're able to communicate that lengthy process in less than a minute. Um, I think that's something that was really noteworthy of the series in its entirety is the efficiency at which it is able to tell its story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that goes hand in hand with what I was saying with Nikki and Pug. Uh, it goes hand in hand with Jen and her family. We only got... I think two major scenes with Jin's family at the mm-hmm. beginning when they, when she relays, she lost her job. And then again at the barbecue, um, very, very effective storytelling in that regard of, I guess just building those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So I think if I were to boil down what I liked overall about she Hulk is I think the best way to put it is the lawyer comedy. Because it <laughs> encompassed so much of what I thought was genuine about the show. Like it had the fantastical nature of the MCU under the examination of like the law. And that can't help but be silly. But even in its silliness, the this show still had the heart and respect that the other MCU shows had. And I thought that was such a tightrope, like going into this. Like, I remember the first time that we heard that She-Hulk was going to be a sitcom. I remember telling Jude is like, I don't know how I feel about that, because so much about situational comedies is it's throwaways and one offs. And there is an argument to be made, I think, with episode to episode. It is the self-contained, not really contributing to a larger picture, but it still felt meaningful to the MCU's larger picture, which I think is very laudable about the show. Yeah, I mean, the mention of the chords, that just kind of like brought me back into it. Like, oh, we are still talking about this universe where we're talking about, you know, all these things that happened, like with the rules, you know, just broad, broad term, the rules and the law (laughs) and like the real world, like, you know, it's still there. And like, we're having a good time right now. But like, we're gonna be circling back to this. And yeah, there's like that real flavor of law without getting like too deep into it like this isn't like the good wife or anything (laughs) like you don't need to go that far um but yeah you definitely got a little taste of that and it kind of brought me back to just you know um just everything about holy cow that was infinity war right when we had a lot of the 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 infinity war and civil war the sokovia sokovia accords and just just legal situations of like you know, there are going to be rules in place mm-hmm. and like we're treating these fantastical things that are happening with real world consequences. Like that's always kind of fun to kind of get pulled back in because you get kind of too far out and you're like, wait, where are we? And it's like, nope, we're grounded. We're right here. Everything makes sense. Let's keep going. And so I, I definitely appreciate um, the just kind of like side of the civilian, like the civilian, the law, you know, the government, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Well, even down to like the first case we get Dennis falling for Runa. Well, technically not the first one. The first one we get is Jen when Titania enters in, but we don't really get a lot of the details of what's going on there. But the first time I think we really get to see the examination of the fantastical with like the everyday civilian is Dennis falling for Runa because she shapeshifts as Megan the Stallion, mm-hmm. which is a fun way to show the 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 other side of the universe interacted with the fantastical. Uh, you have Mr. Immortal who's using his powers to manipulate his past exes. Like it's all fun 
plucking of what mm-hmm. normally would be the escapism of superheroes and bringing it like, oh, what would what would terrible people do with these powers? And then with also with just Matt in there too, it's like you remember some of Matt's cases, like woof. Like I feel like Matt also helped with that. Like you know, we have like the fun campiness, but also just Matt kind of being this reminder of like it can get darker. <laughs> we're having a good time right now, so we're gonna be we're gonna be golden pony boy. Like this is fine. So yeah, I it the show is weird. The show is different. Yes. That's okay. And I was okay with it. We got that taste of civilian life. We got the taste of professionalism. We got the taste of being super and fantastical. I liked it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I did. And it feels weird to say that because I know there's like there's kind of like you liked it or you didn't. There's not really a like it was okay kind of crowd. And I liked it, damn it. I'm gonna say it. I love it. Uh, no, you're totally right because on the finale, I got so many texts on either side of the spectrum of like, (laughs) She-Hulk's genius. I love it. It's perfect. She-Hulk fell flat for me. It just didn't live up to this and that. And it's like, like I actually had to like take a break and just step away from all the different reactions because it was like, it is such a wide spectrum, but nothing meets in the middle. But I like the way you put it. Like, it's very simply, it's weird. And that's mm-hmm. fine. And it's it worked for the show. Like, I remember after episode four, is this not real magic? The first pre-spoiler thought that I told Jude was this show is stupid in the best way. And that <laughs> I think like, I think that's special to achieve because it's so easy to just be like, oh, this is not worth the time. But I think they nailed going back to the that that lawyer comedy aspect of it. Yeah, Absolutely. I feel like we can't get out of the overall discussion of She-Hulk without getting into specifically Tatiana Maslany. Mm-hmm. I think she has been one of the top tier newcomers in the MCU since phase four, I guess is the best way to put it. I I wasn't as familiar. I'm going to go ahead and admit this. I did not watch Orphan Black, but I I didn't know what to expect. But the physical comedy that she was able to bring was something that I think caught me by surprise the most. Uh, For example, the constant reminders of the size differences between her and Bruce (laughs) or her and her She-Hulk form. Like it never ceased to make me laugh whenever it would turn to her and she's in this oversized business suit. And she's just maintained like she doesn't have to do anything but stand there. But her like composure in that moment is so funny. Uh, And then other little things like whenever she had the parole board hearing with uh, Blonsky and Wong leaves the room and knocks over a microphone, she just like casually walks over and sets the microphone and then turns to the parole board and smiles like just little quiet moments like that was the extra like cream on top that Tatiana Maslany brought to this character. And I think it really helped make it uh, special and stand out. It was like. It's really hard to convey confidence without, you know, a smug look and a look at the camera and, you know, a wink or a eyebrow raise, like without just going over the top and then it just feels silly. And it's just like everything that she did was confident. She confidently, you know, ate ice cream on the couch too, as well as, you know, standing up to her aggressors. Like everything she did was just so confident. And even when she did have self-doubt, it was like, oh man, that sucks. But okay, tomorrow's a new day, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, this is definitely fiction because oh my gosh, like there's, <laughs> there's like there's no way I could only dream. Well, well, she takes some pretty hard hits. I mean that that oh, first yeah. successful dating night with the hot doctor, where the next morning they wake up and he's like, "You're not what I wanted," and just immediately walks away. You can see the pain in her oh, yeah. without her saying anything. So that makes me love the way you put it. That there, I don't, to put it best, I guess, is self-doubt isn't the absence of confidence. She can still be confident and have that moment of like taking a step back and then Mm -hmm. coming back to it. And I think she demonstrates that over and over again. Because even in her like big emotional monologuing moments, uh, the ones that come to mind are episode one when she's talking to Bruce about like, I handle my anger every day and list all the different ways like of other other less skilled people explaining her expertise or when other men are like trying to measure up to her 
she was able to deliver that where it is showing like, this is something I'm dealing with, but I'm assured of who I am. Again, same thing at the retreat where she's finally opening up about what is ailing her, like what's got her down. But she's still confident that like, I, I like being Jen. It's not that I don't like being Jen. It's just like, I feel like not everybody else is appreciating Jen for just Jen. Mm -hmm. So I like that. That was a, that was a good way to put it. I mean, that callback, it's something I did want to bring up of the, um, oh shoot, I lost it. Oh, I, so I thought that when we first heard her say, I deal with this every day, you know, this is, you know, something I, I've lived with my whole life. I honestly kind of thought we were going to deal with the, like, no, you weren't, you know, you're too cocky in this and too confident. And like, you got like a reality check and that was going to be like our resolution and, you know, go into that, like, oh, it's going to be a reality check. You know, you got squared up. No, nope, nope. It's not about her and her emotions and her learning her emotions. Like she had that on lock. This was about something completely different. And I kind of felt bad about myself that that was my first thought of like, oh, this woman's going to get put in her place again. (laughs) Get another show where she learns that she needs to go off and live in an English cottage somewhere and live a happily ever after. (laughs) Like a lot of female media ends up showing. But yeah, I I liked how that didn't come back. Mm -hmm. I didn't come back to biters for being like, I do deal with hard stuff. Thank you very much. And that was that. I appreciated that. <laughs> well, I remember, and feel free to cut this if you, if you aren't okay with me saying this. After episode one, you were like, you messaged me. You're like, I like this, but I'm suspicious. Right. I'm right. imagining that's what you, that was the feelings you were having at the beginning. Because you didn't, you didn't tell me quite exactly what had you suspicious? I didn't want to say it because I'm like, mm-hmm. am I just a jerk? Like, I'm just like, oh, here's another chick movie. Like, I'm so, I'm going to get hurt again is kind of mm-hmm. where I'm at. Like, she's going to be this caricature of, you know, whatever they want her to be. Like, I didn't have massively high hopes. I had no clue what we were getting into. I had a blank slate coming into this. And like, that's on me. Like, mm-hmm. I do better me because that's not what ended up happening. This was completely out of the box for any of my predictions. I could not, I mean, sure, we all couldn't predict the end, but I was nowhere close. And that's on me. I need to check my biases. Well, you know what I find so fascinating about you speaking to that moment in particular is I've mentioned it before on the podcast, that episode with Bruce was originally episode eight. And they eventually moved it to episode one to kind of like get the backstory and then throw you into the legal drama legal drama, the legal comedy and the day to day stuff of her as She-Hulk. But when I was doing my rewatches through the first four episodes, it really hit me what they were going for having that moment, like building up to the moment of Jin telling Bruce, no, I am good at maintaining my anger. These are the things I have to deal with. And I can't help but wonder what an alternate viewing of this show would be if that remained episode eight. And you got to see all these different instances of less skilled people explaining her expertise to her, (laughs) all the misogynist, you know, doing what they do to her during the dates and then the violence of all the people that attacked her and like finally get to that moment of like, no, Bruce, I've got this. Yeah. (laughs) Been there. Yeah. That would have had a completely different feel. But I think also like I would have been like, yes, queen and like moved on. And I, (laughs) I, I wouldn't have learned the lesson that I felt like I learned during that. So I appreciated the change. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. It felt weird at first, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, there was a part of me where I was like, all right, we can end on the uh, the liking it overall with Tatiana Maslany. I feel bad now going into what are the disappointments of the show? Uh, And I'm starting it this time around. Yes. And so I feel bad because I feel like I have a cop out answer. And that is because I liked the lawyer comedy aspect of it so much. My disappointment is that we didn't get more of it. Really? Yeah, like it feels like we only got to see Jin as a lawyer twice. Once when she's in the courtroom with Titania, but we didn't really get to see what that case is about. And then again, when she was going up against Matt Murdock for Leapfrog. Mm -hmm. Those were the two main instances of Jin being in the courtroom. Right. Other times were her where she was on um, the stand. 
the stand and then when she was the the defendant. So I would have loved to have seen her operate more in the courtroom. We did get a lot of those cases like we talked about, Mr. Immortal, um, Runa, and what uh, there was. I feel like there was one more. We got a couple of those, but it would have been cool to see Jen's place in that. Abomination. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I guess. <laughs> does that count because of the parole board? Mm, That's yeah. nitpicky on my Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have liked to have seen more of that, I think. That would have been interesting. I We, we did get that like intro speech. It was that episode mm-hmm. one. We kind of got a little taste of, you know, what she deals with as a lawyer. Also, like, you know, how she flows speaking as a lawyer professionally. You know, that was a little insight. But yeah, I mean, I could have had more, you know, speaking of more, I, I wanted more time, Trey. Yeah. Like, I wanted, like, so much more time. I don't know what that would have done to the show, but I just felt like it was like, hold on to something. We're hitting play. Like, we're going. <laughs> you might get whiplash. It's fine. Just just pay attention. Don't miss a single thing. You might have to rewind twice. Uh, yeah, this might have been the quickest nine episodes I think Disney Plus has ever cow. put out. Yeah. it And that maybe that would have been something to give it more, would be add more lawyerness, more cases. I'd be kind of curious to know a little bit more about the firm and its intent with that whole mm-hmm. division. Is it just like, Oh, we got some high pro- profile people, some vampires with billions of dollars. Like we need them to, you know, deal with their stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm curious. I really I, I, like the real world things that pop up because of the domino effect of, you know, like you said, like the fantastical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you too. GLK and H would have been fun to explore, especially because Holloway throughout all of it felt like uh, are you setting Jin up to fail mm, mm-hmm. do you just really not care what's going on oh, what or if like, he, he showed up at that like meeting or something like with a baseball cap oh no that oh, would have been so bad <laughs> that would have been terrible oh he's like leaking all of her like computer data or something to them that would have been oh, a twist that would have been dark mm. but i think like they put him in such a position of like he just straight up doesn't care and the, I think one of my standout favorite scenes of his is episode four or five, whatever one Titania like makes her move with the pop up store and he calls Jen into the office and he's just like sitting there eating peanuts. And she finally has to say, uh, you called me in. He's like, yeah, why did I see a billboard? And then she starts to like <laughs> explain it. He's like, I don't care. Fix this. <laughs> Well, then there was like a moment, I think it was like episode eight, where he they were like, rip it and rip it or whatever together on the way out. That oh, was pretty, man. that was a little bit of softness coming through for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of weird that that moment you just explained. I actually experienced that in the workplace where I kind of had that like super stiff, like professional, just there's a little bit of softness there, but ultimately like vas- very razor sharp professional. And it's just like, I don't care anymore. Just deal with it. Like, I've gotten that. I've gotten that for it. And, you know, funnily enough, that was from lawyers. So it all it all makes sense for sure. You know, it's so funny, too, that uh, it's I've seen it circulated. I'll have to find an article to, like, actually have the source to back it up. But I think these writers even admitted that they didn't really know how to write like a lawyer show. Like that wasn't their <laughs> expertise. We can assure them at least apparently they got that part nailed. Oh, yeah. I mean. A lot of that very much came across as like these people writing this show have worked in an office environment. Like the whole like, I gave you a map to where the good pooping bathroom is. Like, oh my gosh, like they have all been in cubicle prison before for sure. Absolutely. I I quickly learned that it was never more evident that I've only ever worked lawn service (laughs) than being suspicious (laughs) of pug. Like I've never had to worry about a coworker giving me a map. I was just like... (laughs) Oh my god, the poop bathroom! Like it's it's he's either like the meanest mean girl ever, or he's a saint. Like it was just <laughs> like this is sabotage or best friend territory, and I don't know yet. Stay tuned for next episode. So <laughs> yeah, that was that's so funny. I didn't think about that. Like all those like little things that added up that you're just like I. Have you watched The Office? Does that yeah, mean I- anything to you? <laughs> Yeah, I have watched The Office. I I I acted really viscerally to that, but I think you I you have every right to question if I've seen a show or not. I will fact. if it if it makes if it adds to that credibility at all. I've only been through it once. 
compared to the people mm. who have been through it like at least four yeah, times. Yeah, I think I am right there. I think it's at least four times at this point. So. No, that's funny. So I think the last thing that I'll just say to kind of round out that point of like more of the emphasis on the lawyer aspect of it. One of my favorite things at the beginning, which is what I thought we were setting up for moving throughout the entire entirety of the season, is I liked how Blonsky's case was split over about two and a half episodes. Mm-hmm. I would have liked, and it's not feasible going again to the episode number limit. It's not feasible to do this for every case, but I really like that exploration of like, here's our case. Let's spend a couple of episodes on it and then move on to the next one. Cause that for me really kind of gives them time to examine that whole fantastical meeting, the reality nature of it. I like too, that they gave it more time because it gave a conclusion to Mm -hmm. the movie. Like that was kind of a big deal. I went back and watched it. He was psycho. Like he was, Absolutely psycho. I remembered it. Um, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this last time. I had a PSP. Like, yeah, that's that's how old you I were. The a one. PSP. <laughs> I was the one. Uh, <laughs> there are dozens of us. Um, <laughs> and I had the Hulk on it, and I watched the thing to fall asleep too for like a year plus. So, like, I have very vivid like chunks in the back of my brain. I couldn't put the whole movie together, but there are very vivid moments. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a scary guy. Like I remember he was nasty and, um, watching it again after that first episode of she Hulk, I was like, this guy is the guiltiest guilty guy. He is bad, bad, bad psycho psycho. Oh my God. And I really liked how much time they gave it. Mm-hmm. I liked how he kept coming back. I liked, yeah, how they spent two episodes. Like it, we were talking rehabilitation here and I know we were suspicious, but it's like, right, we actually got to see rehabilitation. That's a big deal. It's not something we get in the MCU. Like, I mean, we have Bucky, but like, it wasn't, it wasn't his fault. You know, he was triggered um, by his code words, but yeah, it was, that was cool seeing him rehabilitated. Yeah. And and I like that. It's not like, Oh, he's good now. He's still making mistakes. Cause like, Hey, dude, you should be responsible with your platform. But it wasn't like he <laughs> invited those. Uh, oh, what were they called? Intelligentsia dudes because of their beliefs. He was just trying to make a quick. Yeah, buck. he just had like a venue. Yeah. And they just mm-hmm. were like, oh, abomination. Yeah, do it for some money. Sounds great. And he then also admitted to, you know, violating his parole. Like, wow. Growth. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so if I don't ask, it's going to bug me the entirety of the episode. Go for it. Do you still have your PSP with the Incredible Hulk? Oh my gosh, I think I do. I actually think, okay, did not stage this whatsoever. I have this <laughs> this like this like luggage box I have my laptop on right now. It mm-hmm. is inside this luggage box. That's <laughs> so funny. I keep funny. all my old electronics. <laughs> it's like got my Game Boy Color and like an old digital camera and my PlayStation Portable with all of its little discs inside cartridges. So yeah, it's at, right here. At your earliest convenience, I would <laughs> love a photo of that if you don't mind. <laughs> And with I will, that, I will get that to you for sure. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and with that, I uh, I'll throw it to you. Uh, what uh, what disappointment, if any, did you have for Shield? So outside, I mean, the time was a really big one. I mm-hmm. could have done with a lot more. Uh, I think it was just that it was it was just so fast. Like I really don't know how to articulate it outside of like need more time you know, it, it too fast. Like I, I felt like I would almost have to keep rewinding. I'm glad I had captions on. I always have closed captions on and that helps a lot, but just slow down like just a tiny bit, but maybe that was what they were trying to go with the feel of it. Um, in and out. Yeah. I don't, that, that was my biggest thing upon contemplating this prompt. What my answer would be time. I want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, time is definitely what I had on mine. Um, to borrow a thought from another podcast that I enjoy called um, Decoding TV. It's a podcast where they take like different shows. So like they're covering Andor, She-Hulk, uh, The Rings of Power, and Game of Thrones. All oh, so one. it's just like our DMs, but like a Pretty show. much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we decoding TV? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> they uh they have uh and it's different guests per per show so it's really cool like they have a um a set guest for she hulk uh 
which is uh, David Chen. I was not prepared for this, so I don't remember the other two names. Regardless, not important. The thing that they talked about in regards to the time is the finale is really clever in the way that it is Jen dictating like, no, this is what my ideal version of the show would be. It's Mm -hmm. a great refutation of the Marvel formula. But if we would have had just a little bit more time, we could have actually lived in what Jen's version of a finale would have been like, rather than just kind of like that quick, like, all right, they're done with. Here's the outro as we're going into the credits kind of thing. Right, right. So giving giving more room for stuff like that, I think, uh, as always, more time would benefit. Yeah. But I mean, I I liked how this show was puzzling. I liked how it wasn't super predictable. I liked that no matter what how you predicted it, you were wrong. Like I I really enjoyed how they put this together. Could they have like fleshed out some areas a little bit more? Sure. Who who couldn't in their shows? I but yeah, it all comes back to just time. A lot of it a lot of my feelings toward it revolve around just the time of the episodes really. Mm-hmm. Also, as a quick update, my brain fog finally left. Uh, Sedant Adlaka and Dan Goodvazden is the name of the other two co-hosts. So and I'll make guy. sure to <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure to link in the show notes uh, for that episode. Well, I'm you know I'm kind of glad it didn't seem like we had too many arching disappointments outside of just wanting more, uh, which will take us into the next one, which I think you are suited perfectly for this. What lingering questions do you have for the series as a whole or any of the characters in particular? I mean, they're just going to like drop in golden daredevil. <laughs> that is like on this committal family barbecue type relationship. And then just Hulk has a son and we're, we're just, we're just oh, end credits. Like that's it. So like, obviously, obviously those things are like, what's going to happen next? Is it some movie? Is there going to be a show? Like what is going on? And I think I'm just kind of in like the, the fried brain mode of that all happening. Like I'm still kind of computing it and I can't, none of the, it's like all these pieces of puzzles from different puzzles. There's just one piece from a hundred puzzles put into one box. And I'm like trying to put them together and they do not fit. They're not the same color. They're not the same shape. I have no idea how to connect any of these dots at this point. Everything that we've seen so far this year come out from Marvel Studios, it's like just making it harder and harder and harder to predict, which I personally am enjoying so much because I like being confused. I like not predicting stuff. I like new stories i'm sick of the (laughs) old ones i've seen so many and i'm really hoping that others feel that way too because like i I, like again i watch a lot of way too much tv way too many movies i'm feeling like this is the average joe gonna also feel like this when they're seeing this or are they going to be frustrated because they're extra confused or are they going to care as much i i don't know but that's where i'm at i have no idea what to predict like the hulk's son and like i said daredevil and it's just like, oh, I don't even know where to start. So well, I, I pass that to you. That's fine. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll play off uh, your daredevil gin committal family barbecue. That is a major moment <laughs> of like they're meeting the family. Like that's that's a major next step. And the thing that I feel like is I think going into this show, it was this intent of like, let's let them have a fling. But as time and time again, we see for best example, I can think of Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul plays Jesse Pinkman. Mm -hmm. Jesse Pinkman was supposed to die in the first episode, does such a great job, becomes a series regular. Mm -hmm. I feel like this Matt and Jen fling chemistry was so good. What was once a throwaway feels like a major decision altering like, you know what? Let's explore this. Like they work so well together. My question is, are we going to see them continue on moving forward? And I kind of hope so. I would love I, to I see hope this pair. So for the sake of like both of their characters at this mm-hmm. point, because like, I don't think I finished the final season of Daredevil, but like, I'm not alone. <laughs> okay. I, for once. Oh my gosh. We're on the same page. Um, Holy cow. That is, that is epic. We're done here. That was it. Um, Let's go watch it. But, uh, you know, as a I, quick aside, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. I was going to say, as a quick aside, 
uh, I wasn't here to to review the Daredevil episode. I was sick that week and I had this joke planned whenever I was going to return for the finale uh, that I didn't get to make because Jude didn't get to join. But I was going to say the reason I wasn't there for episode eight is because I didn't finish Daredevil. So I got to watch those <laughs> before I can come up. With this. <laughs> I feel so bad for all the people that are like, who the hell's that guy? Like what is this gold beetle looking dude with the sticks like what the hell's happening so like <laughs> anyway, is, that, is that batman you know in that original reveal <laughs> uh it's broke batman it's broke uh, batman. <laughs> i'm sorry i cut you off what was uh i was just you know kind of coming back to like this man just pulled out from netflix and he's like sliding in and perfect like absolutely perfect he showed he could be you know this Jen's boyfriend character, I guess is what we want to call it. Mm-hmm. But also we got a hallway scene. So like he's still right there in Golden as well. So like, you know, this is this is great. This is great. It fits everything. Everything fit. I loved it. Yeah. But I want more. <laughs> Same. Uh, another one of the lingering questions I have is we have this series build up to that big affirming moment where Jen is like recreating the credit scene, walking up into the courtroom and she turns around to speak to the lawyer and she affirms that she is going to fight for everyone, both in the courtroom and as she Hulk. Mm-hmm. My lingering question is like, I, I really hope that this is something they continue to explore in season two because they had the moment in episode eight where Jen and Matt really discussed that where he's like, you know, you can do both. You can fight in the courtroom. And when that fails, you have this alter side of you that can handle it in a more direct way. That works for Matt because of his secret identity. But I can't imagine that works for She-Hulk. So I think it's ripe ground to explore what Jin can do in that superhero role without being the vigilante, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really excited to see what they do there. Yeah, that will be interesting. And maybe that might come up and be a struggle, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I I could literally just go and snap that person's neck and it's all over. But, you know, I need to also follow the process. But, like, what happens when the process fails? Like, do I intervene or do I let it, you know, do I let it be? Is that justice or is what I want to do justice? Like, maybe that's a question we have more of, like, next time. Like, we get Mm -hmm. even deeper, like. Maybe it's something with the two of them. Maybe Matt gets into something. I don't know. One of her friends. Who knows? Maybe Hulk's doing something. I no clue at this point. I am. My brain is like static as far as theorizing right now. I'm just <laughs> grasping at straws. Like it is a wild place to be because normally I come in here with like Santa's list style of theories. And this one just like just it just blew up. Of no clue. To have you say that your theory brain is static <laughs> right now is a series first, I think. <laughs> it really is. That, it really, this I mean, truly- Loki didn't even get me that. Like, I was like, all right, so here we got this option, that option, it could be this. But yeah, I mean, with the power they showed that they have with the storytelling, I think this is also an interesting demonstration of that. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter what you want. Like, we're writing the story here kind of thing. And that's kind of what She-Hulk did is like. It's about oh. the characters like, holy cow. OK, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I it'll be a long time before I respect a show as much as I respected She-Hulk for pulling the Daredevil tease into wedding episode. Weddings are inconvenient. Deal with it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think I think of anything that show moment might be a defining moment for the series. Like I I will think back on that fondly for a long time. <laughs> the timing of that, too, with like er- every single person was like what the hell are they talking about wedding and what are they yeah it's a wedding episode deal with it <laughs> like oh mm-hmm. yes ma'am okay <laughs> like, <laughs> she she knows what we're thinking <laughs> maybe i found my match trey maybe that's what this is that's why i'm so intimidated <laughs> jessica gallon crew finally <laughs> finally checkmated leech <sighs> now to finally look up everything she's ever made and go watch it all <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're already halfway there, Rick and Morty. Uh, she's a Rick yeah. and Morty alumni. So there we go. All right. Last question, lingering question that I have is what are Wong and Emil up to at Carmontage? That that is an interesting pairing to keep moving forward with. Because Teacher? whenever it was He's low on bodies, man. 
You think Emil's a teacher? Maybe. The idea of America Chavez being a pupil of the abomination <laughs> is one of those things I wish you could just like send back to 2008 and just be like, hey, you just watched The Incredible Hulk. You're going to eventually get to this part. <laughs> Not only him being a teacher, uh, America Chavez is your pupil in a secret wizard school. <laughs> yeah. You, like I like that clip in the Hulk is like, put it in me. And he's like all sweaty and disgusting. And he's just like, give me the serum. And then he's like, namaste, my students. Like, oh, that is whiplash. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Man, I feel so bad for anyone in a coma right now. Like, holy cow. Like, they're just not going to understand. It's It's been a long road from... Uh, <laughs> it has been such a long from road. From 2008. Well, with uh, our lingering questions out of the way, it is coming back to me on favorite episode of the season. I talked about it already in the beginning of the episode. Episode four, Is This Not Real Magic? Is... <laughs> Even and it's so funny to me that like the literally the first thought I had when the credits rolled was this is stupid I love it but I think that episode encapsulated everything that this series was trying to do it had the courtroom drama or courtroom comedy drama it had the gin dating home personal life it was incredibly funny and it had is that the one that had the uh, connecting the A and B plot nice. I may be misremembering that, but it just it felt like it was the show working on all cylinders. So it it remained, I think, my favorite of the season. And of course, Madison. Yeah. And Madison, like that, that was the star of the episode for sure. Yeah, that I feel like out of all the episodes, that one felt fine for timing for me. Like it felt like it went on. It was like a motion picture. Like like it just had a lot to say and a lot going on. And it was. It was a ride. It was all over the place in a in a great way. And mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. It was looking back now, it's very, very well rounded for sure. Yeah. So what about you? Uh I really like ribbit and rip it. I, I oh. it's, it's eight. It's eight. Like I tried to think and I'm just like impulse, just like the first thing that comes to mind, eight. I really, really enjoyed like just kind of she hulk getting like checked by daredevil too was it was hilarious just to be like <laughs> this is your first time kind of thing like and then also seeing her in action which i was just like dying for that like this whole time i felt like i was starved of it um and i'm just a sucker for like hallway scenes and things like that and action movies and shows and whatnot that just brought back like a wave of nostalgia over my brain i i loved it i makes me want to go back and watch it, which is conveniently on Disney Plus. So (laughs) I know what they did. They know what they did. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny. Whenever we have episode structures like this, where it's like, hey, what was your favorite scene? What was your favorite this and that? Because I normally do this with another guest, sometimes two guests. I will write out my first answer and then my second and third running up answers so mm-hmm. that like if someone says my first one, I can kind of like contribute to more of the conversation. Rip it and rip it was my runner up for this oh, yeah. replanning. I, <laughs> undoubtedly. Yeah, it, it was so great. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because we haven't mentioned it, I'm just going to put it out there. The the walk of shame was like, I I was just so happy in that moment. Like, that was amazing. I it, I was laughing so hard and then the fact that nikki brought it up too was just that that's the sitcom humor i wanted that right yes like i did i don't think it cheapened daredevil or anything it was just like this like funny little thing they did like oh wouldn't it be hilarious if you did it and they just did it and that's the vibe i got and i loved it it was Mm -hmm. great it it makes me laugh that people are like oh she-Hulk changed Daredevil so much <laughs> as if like he has to be that dour 24-7 yeah. all I'm the time. Like, oh, I'm so happy he got played. <laughs> <laughs> they we both needed things. it. And sometimes Matt Murdock. <laughs> 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 My favorite, like the, the chef's kiss of that walk of shame, which I don't even know if we can call it a walk of shame because of this. Mm-mm. The whistle. He was so happy. (laughs) Full strut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It was so great. I just, it was also just like, I enjoy enjoy two people that I like having a good time. Kind of, that sounded weird. But Mm -hmm. like, like, yeah, you, 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 you earned that 
you know, with all the crazy crap you've been through, like, hell yeah, that's your welcome back in. She needed the win after yeah. all the like consecutive. That like, was for sure the win. Yeah. Data stolen. The which she didn't know at the time. She, yeah. Josh, the terrible dates. Like I'm I think that was what added to on top of their great chemistry was just like, yes, Jen. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, like Pug at the end, Nikki's like, be cool. <laughs> like, calm down. It's like, I don't just really ex- just I'm, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Well, the final question of the evening, and we're circling back to you. If any of the other Disney Plus shows could take one lesson away from She-Hulk, what lesson would that be? Um, One lesson from She-Hulk? Hmm. I think that face value is something to be reconsidered. I think that's like a big lesson learned from this is like abomination. Oh, that's going to be the bad guy. Um, you know, the Tatiana, like that's, Oh, that's the bad guy. Uh, Oh, you like me. Jen's going to have this whole, like, you know, I got, yeah, I, I played myself kind of moment and no, that it's not just about tropes and face value. Like there's depth and these are, you know, real people we're talking about and they have feelings kind of thing. And, I feel like that's what at least I took from it is like, you know, check yourself and, you know, it's people can learn lessons and can own up to their mistakes. It is possible. And that that's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. To, to play off that, I, I can attribute it. I mean, I'm sure there's more examples throughout this, but like to add two more to what you said, Madison, Madison in so many other shows is a very shallow trope mm-hmm. of the party girl, the drunk girl. We're not going to take her seriously, blah, blah, blah. This that episode took what is normally a harmful trope and gave her time to just be and became a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Like Madison, like Wongers, like where they were just bonding, like over yeah. the different drinks. It didn't need to be anything more than just having a good time. And that was fine. And I think that speaks to what you were saying about like the, the face value mm-hmm. of it all. Of well, like yeah, really- it wasn't like too like they're like, oh, Madison, like you didn't have someone pretending to be on their level to connect with them. It was like we could be completely different people and still enjoy each other's company. Like, holy cow, we have a commonality and we're spending time together. Like, Getting yeah. Froyo and talking yeah. about Sopranos. Hells, yeah. <laughs> like that was that was humbling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was that was neat. Yeah. And and I think the other one uh, to, to round off that uh, statement is with Pug. You know, I talked about it with the 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 poo map and the <laughs> way I didn't trust at the beginning. But I feel like so often there is a trope of the the dumb sidekick. And I feel like at face value, that's what I thought pug was going for but he ended up just being this really cool guy this super supportive friend that worked in tandem with another awesome friend and nikki uh so that i think you attributing the the face value of it all is uh something this episode deals with in spades yeah and then we also had is it mallory yes mallory book oh oh yeah you know the the boss bitch (laughs) mentality like you know Censor me if needed, as you've done in the past. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's that's what it's called. You know, you got that and like, oh, that's the mean girl, you know, BB. And oh, here we go. And I got checked on that, too. Like, I was just kind of prepared to get hurt this whole episode. I think I was bracing for it. But yeah, we got checked there, too. And I still am catching myself literally this morning thinking like, oh, what if she's, you know, secretly like a widow and she's working, you know, on the DL, like just keeping an eye on supers or something, because this is a place that, it, you know, they need someone on the inside because they're handling supers, like someone through sword. I don't know. I was trying to like rationalize on it. It's like, why can't it just be a person looking out for other people? Holy cow. They have a strong personality opposite of Madison. Like, why can't they have it too? Like, just checking myself all day long with this show. <laughs> but yeah, same thing. Face value. Mm-hmm. Check yourself. So my lesson learned for this show moving forward is it sounds so frivolous. The intags. Mm-hmm. This show mm-hmm. didn't land it. 
But the first four or five, the way they handled it, I think is the best of the series so far. Would have been perfect if they would have kept that up through the finale. But I loved how it was an extension of the bit, like the comedy within the show. And I I hope more of the Disney Plus shows kind of take that formula. Because so far we've really seen them like, oh, here's an extra scene. For example, Loki. Uh, Is it the fifth episode where they prune Loki and Mobius and the end tag is Loki waking up? Like that should have been the next week's episode part. Right. So it's like always kind of like extending the story beyond what it needs to be. Whereas I think She-Hulk really found a good groove with those. And I'm wondering if they're just like, we're going to do end tags based on the personality of the show. Mm -hmm. Like it's not necessarily like just all about the storytelling because it's like, you know, how they did it with this one was like, oh, we're having consistency. And then we don't. Hmm. Reminds me of something like the whole plot of the show. So like (laughs) there might be something in that. It could have just, it could have been someone on the, you know, right in the publishing part of just like, nope, we're only doing these four and then the fifth on the end. Like who knows? But I think it, I think it's like the end tags are relative to the flavor of the show now. Yeah. Cause it it did hurt at first. Cause I'm just like, come on. (laughs) <laughs> one of these shows consistency please but guess what though we're never gonna not check now like that's you, true or you just go straight to reddit as soon as you're done and you see the notification if there's in tags or not which is what i did this this one this show that's the cheat sheet <laughs> that yeah <laughs> that's the life pro tip right there <laughs> oh man well do you have any uh final thoughts anything we didn't get to she hulk wise um I know I got one. Yeah, go go for it. I'm very shocked we haven't really talked about this in any focus sense, but the meta nature of the mm. show. That's weird for us not to talk about that because that's like our whole thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> we, we did a whole thing where there was an alternate reality where you and friend Daniel hosted the show. <laughs> How do you get more meta than that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no wait we're, we're gonna do a whole another episode on just that part right is that what the plan is? oh okay we have to do stay tuned <laughs> for the meta meta episode <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the, i think this show had so much fun in throwing in that meta spice obviously leading up to the major moment with speaking to kevin to oh, have her dictate god. the story the hat but- on that robot oh my god you know what i didn't get to hear your thoughts on that how what how did you feel my mind was completely blown i mean like is that why you're static now (laughs) yeah right like i felt so like checked when as soon as she started doing that i was it was like she was telling me specifically like sit your butt down and just watch it like just take what's happening stop predicting stuff and just enjoy the moment and it happened and my jaw was on the floor like the whole time i'm like they're doing this and getting away with it and like and honestly a thought i had in my head too was like kevin approved this (laughs) like kevin signed off on this and then it went into kevin i'm just like i'm being watched at this point (laughs) like they're in my house (laughs) so i was i was shocked like i had no no idea that was going to happen. It, it did get that like cluster, like, okay, this is what is happening. Like when Hulk appeared, I was like, whoa, what, what? Like brain overload. And then that dropped and I was just like, it was wild. I, I wish that was one of those moments. I'm like, I wish I was like with someone, like someone else to experience that. Cause it was by myself. I'm like, oh, nobody else saw that. <laughs> it's, I, who knows the show so meta maybe they were watching you <laughs> as you were watching it <laughs> look behind my, my, sh- my chair <laughs> we're clear i really think whenever a show reaches this level of meta humor and meta like intelligence it almost feels like you're in a chess match with the writers themselves like like i remember just l- in leading up to that moment with kevin of being like no, they're not going to they're not actually going to do that. And you're yeah. guessing what they're going to do. And then they, of course, have that reveal. Another moment that sticks out to me is whenever she si- signs up for the uh, matcher profile and then she gets the notification that's like, oh, that's zero notifications. And then I was like, oh, why would they? And then as soon as I'm saying, like, why would they have that? She says that exact line. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's this show. It, it knew I, I'm going to borrow Jude's words. 
this show knew its audience so well that it was there for the people who genuinely love the MCU, genuinely love She-Hulk, but it also knew the toxic side of a fandom, of a base, and was able to play to that too. The Twitter armor for a week with Wong, the this is a uh, wedding episode, deal with it kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Like, so such an intelligent show. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I'm so kind of like flabbergasted about it all. It's like, I have no notes, like other than I wanted more, which is like one of the best notes you can get when mm-hmm. writing a show. Like I wanted more to every storyline they added. I, I felt very catered to with this one. <laughs> it's well, like it, one it's- of those, those like, like you, you see those things on like Black Mirror, like super duper formatted just for you and personalized just for you content. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's what that was. So that was kind of scary how on, on the dot it was. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good note to end on of like, I wanted more and also encouraging that that is a complaint of all the Disney Plus shows. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's right there. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just it did really good with what it set out to do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's there's definitely people out there that are not they're not happy with it. They didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You don't have to like all of them. You want just the synopsis and stuff that that's fine. But you're missing out. Like if you really can't have an open mind and just enjoy a good romp, like, come on. I mean, what is it? One of those, like I am Groot shorts about him tooting. So like, why are we, are we really going to get picky right now? Like, <laughs> We're having the, the holiday guardians thing coming up. Like we really, we're calling this silly. <laughs> come on now. I'm Mary, you know, I'm Mary Poppins y'all. Like not to, I know I'm just going straight for guardians, but like they have a lot of really silly moments and like, we're okay with all that. But like, you know, a chick, nipples. a chick does it. Yeah. <laughs> I his nipples. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just kind of like one of those, like, oh, a chick does it. Everyone's pissed. And it's like, mm. come on, come on. And like, it was in no way rubbing anyone's face in anything. This whole show. I'm so sorry though, to all the people that were like upset with someone who was like showing confidence and was unfazed by the trolling happening in their life. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get what you wanted, but one out a, of fifty-two he, entries. Right? Yeah. Like, oh no! Finally got a miss on you know your docket, but like, yeah, this it was great. I feel bad if people couldn't step out of that. And like I said, I got checked a few times, mm-hmm. and I accept it and I embrace it, and I learn from it, and we grow from it, and we watch the next season. So, yeah, and now we look forward to season two. Hell yeah! I do want to say. On top of you making firsts already with the um, being one of the first guests to return within the same <laughs> series, I think you are the first to speak about I Am Groot on this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> it, fell, it fell in a weird place with me and Jude where we just didn't schedule it in the right place to talk about it. And then also like we haven't really gotten any consistency between each other. So right. we didn't talk about I Am Groot on this podcast. <laughs> And that didn't hit me until just now when you mentioned it. <laughs> My kids keep wanting to watch it. And I'm just like, can we stop? Like, I want to enjoy this still. And you're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're telling the kids? Oh, never mind. I yeah, they're, they're they ruining it for you me. Th- through the episode of like, shh, 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 I'm watching I Am Groot. No. <laughs> they see it on like the recommendations and they recognize it and they want it and they know how to point. So mm. <sighs> it's, it's a rough life out there. That's so funny. Also super duper side note mm-hmm. to anyone who has followed this podcast. And there was that, was it the April fools episode of the Spidey and his amazing friends? Yeah. Thank you for that. I watched that like five times a day now. Like it's every like, hey gobby and you know like (laughs) go spider and the song the intro song slaps and we literally played it in the car this morning on our drive and that's all your fault and thank you and also grr at both of you (laughs) webs out (laughs) you're welcome oh gobby not again (laughs) god hearing my kid just say gobby and i'm like you don't even know like i want to show you this whole world aladdin style and i have to wait like a decade (laughs) this is ridiculous oh that's funny 
We'll have to revisit this after they watch it for the first time. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh my gosh! Like, I'm gonna, their hearts are gonna be broken. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Mm. And now go back and watch Spidey and his amazing friends. <sighs> well, Leech, thank you so much for joining to to co-host this with me. It's been a blast. This this was fun. It was it stumped me. I and I'm glad I was here to express that because I'm I'm curious if anyone else feels the same way or similarly at all. Oh, you should. I don't know if you've heard it yet. My episode last week, it was me processing my feelings of having my mind blown meta in a meta fashion. So you're not alone. That's so weird. We didn't talk about it at all. How? The the meta? We finally yeah. got to it. Yeah, we, yeah, eventually. Yeah, we got to it. We got to it here. That was the best place for yeah. it. We got to keep the people uh, on their toes. Right. That's our job. Well, yeah. Well, uh, where where can people keep up with you and the, the things you do online? Things I do online, I am on Twitch, and I am on Twitter under XOLeecho, and I do fun stuff on Sundays, and 3D prints, as you all know, and I hang out on Twitter. I don't know. Nice. I, made, I made cake not that long ago. That thing blew up. Whatever. Twitter's weird. Yeah, go find me there. I haven't been on Twitter in a while. You made cake? Oh, yeah, I did. I made, uh, so my husband and my son's birthdays are on the same week. And so, like, I've been doing themed birthdays for the kids. And so my husband comes around, I'm like, well, I'm not just going to, like, lay him out. Like, he's going to get the whole shebang, too. So I was like, what What kind of theme am I going to do for this adult man? I have no clue. Ended up doing a complete grounded themed party and decorated my whole house with, like, bugs and tropicalness and craziness and made a grounded theme cake. And it was awesome. I'm looking at it now. That's amazing. (laughs) And oh, and if you look on there, it's like, so I I know some of the people on the team that worked on that game. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm not like personally, like not like we're besties, but like I know them and have interacted with them and whatnot. And so like they saw it because they follow me and then like it blew up from there because then it was like on their feed and like all these people like beating that game, which we did just a couple days ago and seeing on the credits, like all the names that liked my post, like, Oh, that's it. I won the internet. That's it guys. <sighs> See on the other side. I made it. It was neat. Yeah. So exo Licho for all the 3d prints the and things. themed cakes. That's really good. That I didn't see that till just now. I like that a lot. <laughs> that's great. I like the live reaction. <laughs> uh, I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, also, in the show notes, you'll find links to our Twitter at MCU Need to Know, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can contact us there, but really the best place to get in contact with us is the Discord. If you've been listening for the last few weeks, you know we've been putting an emphasis on there. We've got game nights, um, rewatch nights. Yeah. Uh, well, it will. by the time this airs, it will have happened. Oh, it will have happened. So you need to be in the Discord so you can keep up to date. And yeah, you don't have next- to hear this after the date has already passed. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you going to be there tomorrow? Uh, it's in my calendar and I okay. plan on it. Um, <laughs> like illness is probably the only thing to prevent me from being there. So I plan on it. I at least want to be there for Jackbox because that's yes. amazing. Oh, that came out today. Oh, anyway, all that irrelevant information <laughs> for people listening to this now. But if you want to be in for next month, which I'm almost sure might be Mario Kart, if the new DLC comes out, Ooh. regardless, you can find all that information there. Uh, what is coming up is on October 30th at 4 p.m. Central Time. We will be watching Werewolf by Night to celebrate Halloween. Uh <gasps> If you go into the Discord and hit the events, you'll have a localized time reminder so you'll know exactly when we are starting. Leech, you looked uh, pretty excited. I'm adding it right now. Events. (laughs) I'm already interested in game night. Interested werewolf by night. Done. Nice. So, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be doing that on it's Sunday, October 30th at 4 p.m. So join the Discord. And of course, if you want to leave direct feedback for the podcast, you can leave a five star rating or on whatever platform you listen to or leave us a review so we know exactly what you'd like to see in the show. Finally, we'd like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on his SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And Leech, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. We'll see you all next week.
So you're going to hear an audio cue, which is going to... Trey forgot the line. It's okay. You're going to hear an audio cue. <laughs> Thank you for the reassurance. That was really nice. <laughs> I have toddlers, so like, you know, that's what you got to do. It's okay, buddy. You, you got, got this. this. Just keep going. <laughs> it's like when they fall and you can't let them know you're worried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, you okay? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right. Boom, that's an episode. Okay, so I didn't want to say anything. To, oh, sorry, I've got my claws in my hand. Um, you, <laughs> you get random. No, 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 no. You can't just pick the claws off frame. I've been do- playing with them. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't see my wavelength at all that whole time, so I hope it picked me up. Oh, it is. I, I saw okay, it. It's there. Yeah. I'm like, the recording thing's going. Yours is going. There's no reason why I should even bring it up to stress them out. But I will say something at probably the worst time, which is the end. So, you know, after we've spent an hour and 14 minutes doing this. (laughs) It's Friday. We can just do it again, right? Do it again. From the top. Yeah, look. So... Yeah, I was fiddling with those. There's like so much to fiddle with. You just had claws come out from out of the screen out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) You tried to play it off casually. I'm like, oh, no, don't look at this. Oh, (laughs) I had a mantium showing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I showed you my adamantium. Please respond. (laughs) Please respond. (laughs) Oh, the text gen gets my God. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) So funny.